Hey, so last summer I gave uh, four different talks on the Mass at this summer camp called Ignite. Uh, it was truly an honor to be able to speak on the Mass and it helped me better understand um, what's going on during the Mass, the different parts. And so this is the third talk out of the four talks I gave. And if you have not listened to uh, the first talk on getting engaged, on uh, the opening rites, and then the second talk on the Liturgy of the Word and the importance of knowing who we are receiving, I suggest you go listen to those first before you listen to this talk. Well, if you have, then here is my third talk on the Mass on the Liturgy of the Eucharist and uh, becoming Christ. Rose for Christ, burning the way, living the gospel every day, we're just striving to practice dying, the greatest adventure, disciples on a mission. Okay, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to part three of the Mass Reflections. My brother was telling me I should call these uh, Sermon on the Mass, kind of like Sermon on the Mount. So part three of Sermon on the Mass. Uh, I got to say, this is the one I'm most excited about but nervous for, uh, just because it's on the Liturgy of the Eucharist, right? Okay, so so the first talk, what did we talk about? Opening rites, and the main point was? Get engaged. Be engaged, that's right. So be here, be present, listen. And then the second one on the Liturgy of the Eucharist, the main point was? Or liturgy of the word, yes. <laughs> know who you are receiving. Know who you are receiving. Okay, so just remember that. Get engaged when you come to Mass. Be present. Be here. Listen. Second, know who you're, you are receiving. And make it personal. You can even have a picture of Christ in your mind. Uh, but know who you are receiving in the word, but also now in uh, the Eucharist. So we... Before I get into this part of the Liturgy of the Eucharist, I recently read a book a little while ago. I love reading books on the Mass and the Eucharist. Uh, I can recommend a few to you tomorrow, I will. Um, But I'm going to give away this one. And it's just a little simple Q&A. This is going to be a pretty, I don't know, it might be an easy question. Uh, One of the main times Jesus speaks about the Eucharist and teaches on the Eucharist is John 6, right? But what is this whole chapter often called? Show of hands. And then... No. John 6. What is it often called? Yeah. The Bread of Life Discourse. There you go. That's a good book. It's called The Seven Secrets of the Eucharist. And it talks about seven secrets of the Eucharist. It really helped me just uh, learn more about the amazing mystery of the Eucharist. Okay, so I thought I'd just start off with reading a bit of John 6. Uh, I'm sure some of you have heard this, but just to read it again and again always amazes me. And so, Jesus, to give a little context, before this, he was speaking to the crowds, to the people, and it was the miracle of the loaves and the fish. Okay, so first, he's with all the people, and he feeds them bread, right? And he does a miracle with bread, too. 
He multiplies the bread. So he shows all the people that he has power over bread. And then when he goes across the sea, he tells the disciples to leave. He goes uh, up and to pray in the mountain. And then the disciples are going across to the other side of the sea. And during this time, to kind of give a little summary, uh, if you were at the depths retreat, actually, and who was at the depths retreat? We went through this really in, in depth. It was awesome. I really loved that. I learned a lot, actually, during that time. But anyways, he's, Jesus shows that he has power to the disciples when he calms the storm. So he has power over the laws of nature. And then, in an instant, they, they come to the other side. So he even has power over time. So he shows that he has power over bread. He has power over the laws of nature. And he has power over time. Okay? And so then he goes into the Bread of Life discourse. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to just read pieces. Because hearing this, especially before the Mass and reflecting on this, I find is really powerful. So Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. He goes on to say, I, again, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat of it, that a man may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among them, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the man, the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is indeed food, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats, he keeps on going again and again, he who eats me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not such as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. And so after he said this, there was a lot of uh, controversy, let's just say, because that's kind of a, a crazy statement to make to say, eat my flesh, and this bread is my flesh. And so a lot of people left him at that point. But then even he turns to his disciples and he says, will you leave me too? And so he, he puts a lot on the line on this one teaching. It's like everything comes up to this moment. He says, will you leave me too? Even his disciples, who he planned to, to continue on the mission of the church. And then Peter, he has this amazing answer, which I'm sure you know. Of. He says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So he doesn't necessarily say he's like, I oh, know, I get it. I get it, Lord. I've been with you. I understand what you're doing here. But he's, he just says, to whom shall I go? He's, he, he sees, what other option do I have? He's like, you have the, the words of eternal life. So he leans into this faith. And I'm sure as uh, Jesus' passion unfolded, the disciples started to see what was actually taking place there. And so the institution of the Eucharist, when Christ instituted the Eucharist, 
It was at the Last Supper. Last time I talked to a few of you guys when I gave a mass talk and you said the main thing you remembered was that I grabbed this picture off the wall. <laughs> so I thought I'd do it again. Uh, these Last Supper pictures are all over the place. Like if you just pay attention to the Last Supper, there's in almost every room there's a picture of the Last Supper in some way, whether it's like a little banner or uh, just a tiny little picture, a painting. Um, but I think it's really important to see that because since this is outside of time, there's not a lot of masses. There's not a, we don't have many, many, many masses. There's one mass that we relive this moment of Christ's sacrifice on the cross for us. And so in this time, it's this uniting of heaven and earth, and we come to this moment. So try and picture yourself. You're there with Jesus and the other apostles and, and the disciples. And right when, when, and yesterday, you guys committed your life to the Lord or, or recommitted. And just really identify yourself as like, yes, I want to be your disciple, Lord. I'm here to follow you. And so here, the priest is in the place of Christ. And when the priest says the words, uh, he says the words to his disciples. And he says, take this and eat of it. Right? He, he's speaking to you, his disciples. And so we're here reliving this, this final sacrifice. And in the liturgy of the Eucharist, to make things a little more uh, practical, and this is some things that I've tried to do uh, when I go to Mass. First, the liturgy of the Eucharist starts off with the offertory, right? When the gifts are at the back and people bring the gifts forward to the priest. And so when this is happening... Try and bring yourself up. Imagine yourself walking forth and, and giving yourself up to the Lord. And offering yourself also as a sacrifice. And so, I'm going to read a little bit of the Eucharistic prayer. So after the offertory, then there's the preface and the blessing of the gifts. And uh, I try and take this seriously myself when I'm there in the Mass to really engage, right? To really participate. Uh, is when the priest is praying the Eucharistic prayer uh, to imagine myself there on the altar. Because all of this, try and understand it as like, we are called to become Christ. Okay? Because we become what we eat. And the whole like, Christian journey is more and is about becoming one with Christ and becoming more like Christ. And we become what we eat. And so... Even yesterday, I think this is really powerful, when, when Ken was talking about uh, asking for the Holy Spirit. There's this moment in the Eucharistic prayer, it's called the epiclesis. It's one of my favorite parts. And, and each sacrament has this, when it's the laying of hands of the priest. And so you'll see when Father, he consecrates the bread and the wine into, into Jesus' body and blood. He, sent, he lays down his hands, and that's a sign of the Holy Spirit coming down and transforming these gifts. And when you're there sitting in your seat, try and imagine yourself and offer yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to come down upon you as well. And here's the, here's the words in the Eucharistic prayer. When I'm kneeling there, I try and pray this prayer that the Holy Spirit come down, may come down on all of us. And the priest says, Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall. And that's when he sends his hands down over the gifts so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so take this seriously as like we are called to be 
the body and blood of Christ in the world, right? Because then we receive him and we're called to go forth. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow with the sending rites or the concluding rites and what it means to, to go forth. But really try and think about becoming more like Christ, becoming like him and receiving him. And the priest continues in the Eucharistic prayer. He took the bread, giving thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples. That's us. And he says, take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you, right? And in that moment, when Christ gives himself entirely to us, we can respond by giving ourselves entirely to him. Where we can say, Lord, take my body, Right? Where we give ourselves to him when he gives himself to us. That's what it is to really get engaged and to participate in this. And to offer ourselves as a sacrifice with Christ. Okay. I think that's mostly what I want to share. There's so much to say on the Eucharist and even uh, like the Jewish roots of where, why, why we celebrate the liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard the stories of Eucharistic miracles even. Where still to this day you can go and, and see a Eucharistic miracle. Where it's, it's, it's real blood. And it's living blood. And lots of sciences, uh, scientists have studied it. And it, it's, it's a miracle. There's nothing to explain it. Where it's still alive even though it's been there for years and years and years. And it's the right blood cells that, that show that it's a suffering heart and it's a piece of the heart. And a piece of the heart where the blood flows forth from. And if, the more you guys study these, these miracles, the more I have studied these miracles a little bit, it really is like, oh man, when I come to the Mass, it, just, it sometimes gives me chills. Like we're here in front of Christ and I'm able to receive him so that I may become more like him and be able to go forth and be his witness in the world. Okay, let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus, prepare us to receive you with open hearts. Give us the spirit of faith to ask for your spirit to come down upon us that we may be transformed like the bread, like the wine, into your body and blood, to be your disciples, to be you in the world. Give us a greater understanding of this great mystery so we may better follow you and may fall more in love with you each day. We pray all this in your name. Amen.